Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us if you would share with a friend or if you use Apple to rate and review our show. It makes a big difference. Well, it's the last episode of 2021. And it also happens to be episode number 80. Oh my goodness, number 80. And because of that, today we are bringing on the show Cole Netton, who is the co-founder of Meaning Over Money, and he's the producer of this podcast. So welcome, Cole. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We don't get you on enough, and so I'm just going to take every opportunity to bring you on and drag you onto the show. Yeah, this will be uh, this will be number two for me. It's weird being on this side. Number two out of eighty. Yeah, two of eighty. Wow, yeah. wow. Well, man, it's it's hard to believe that we've made it eighty episodes. Yeah, it's very hard to believe, honestly. You know, some people ask us all the time. They're like, Travis, how do you guys keep finding content? And don't you just run out? And, and my answer is always, you know, life is content. You know, the, our day-to-day and the interactions we have, you know, my, my interactions with the clients and just my interactions with Cole and what Cole's seeing in his life being a young adult, there's unlimited content here. I know. And, and I was one of those people, too. When we first talked about starting this, I was like, there's no way we can do two episodes a week because there's just not that much to talk about. And I follow a bunch of bigger shows who have three, four, 500 episodes. And I'm like, there's no way we can continually come out with content that is good and is that plentiful. But uh, we definitely have. And looking at our board, I know we have a lot more planned. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, kind of, this is kind of like a, a reflection of, of the eight, first 80 episodes in the first year of our podcast. And so maybe, maybe we'll start just kind of summarizing how did we even get here and and I think where I where I always come back to is is the beginning of COVID and Cole and I were were kind of buddies you know Cole was a client of mine and we were kind of friends like we weren't like hang out all the time friends but we were casual friends and I just remember Cole uh Cole came to me one day and he said Travis he said uh you know COVID had shut the world down he said I'm not I'm not doing filmmaking anymore and he goes I know you're not speaking anymore he said I've always wanted to do a video course. I never knew what I wanted to do, and now I do. He goes, I want it to be you. And he said, do you have any ideas what that would be? And I'm like, well, and I had three ideas, and I gave him all three ideas. And this idea of helping young adults do this money stuff different, Cole said, that's it. He goes, that's what I want to do. He goes, will you do this with me? And that was really it. Am I, am I right? Yeah, that, that was about it. I, I knew I had always wanted to film some sort of a course. Um, and me being somebody who hates being behind the camera knew that I was never going to film myself. And it, it took, really took the perfect person to ask because, one, um, you're committing to something that you know right away probably isn't going to make any money. If you do make some, it's going to be very little. Um, and you're committing a bunch of time to put together something um, for somebody. So I knew that Travis was very passionate about what he did. And he, I didn't know if he'd say yes or no. I, I had a 
small inkling <laughs> that he would, but um, I knew that uh, he had helped me and my wife, Kate, through our journey, and he only has so much time to be able to help clients do that, and I wanted to be able to put his knowledge into something that you know we could disperse to more people. Um, so yeah, that was about it. That's why I asked. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad you did. It's been it's been a journey, and I would say it's been a, one of the most impactful seasons of my life. Just working with you and you pushing me, and and I I'm I'm the kind of person who wants to think and plan and plan and think some more. And Cole's just a uh, forget the planning and the thinking. It was let's just do it. If it were if it were up to me, we wouldn't even have started yet. And and but Cole said no, we're starting and we're starting today. And That's so right. it was, you know, during COVID, you know, before, you know, we now have our own office together. We have a studio. Cole has a, a video studio here in this, in this room. We have the podcast studio. But before that, we were shooting out of a, of a coffee shop co-work space that I started my company out of. And the only time we could get, get actual time to record where we could control the light and control the sound is the middle of the night. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I don't know if, if I remember correctly, but you would come in at, you know, nine o'clock and we would take an hour and a half to set up. We'd shoot until three, four in the morning and then we'd pack it all up and, and we'd go home and take a nap. Yep. That, that's exactly how it went. That's so exactly that was that was wild. And um, but it really made that that really hard season of, of covid and, and it wasn't fun for anybody, but it provided a lot of uh, meaningful memories for me you know, amidst all the crap we dealt with. Yep. I agree with that. And it was, it was something that it was just kind of good to get to do. Um, when I wasn't doing anything else filmmaking wise, um, it was good just to even scratch that need of needing to film something, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward a bit. I had always dreamt of having a podcast. Uh, I've listened to podcasts for a decade. That's literally all I listened to. And, Cole has dabbled in podcasting a little bit. And again, Cole just is a doer. And he said, let's just start a podcast. And I said, well, how do we do that? He goes, you sit down and I'll turn the mic on. <laughs> and that was it. And we just started. And uh, that we launched our first podcast, launched our, I think our first five episodes, right? On uh, mm -hmm. April 1st, mm -hmm. April 1st of 21. And, and, and there we went. And we started, the day we started, we were thinking one a week. Mm -hmm. And we did that for two weeks. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, it was actually a podcast is one of the very last things that we did as Meaning Over Money. We did a course, we did a YouTube channel, um, did a bunch of other stuff. And at at one point, we were like, oh, you know, let's let's dabble in the podcast because it was something that we just couldn't keep up with doing everything. And uh, the podcast kind of did better than most of our stuff. So we're like, hey, this is something that... Uh, it's a lot easier to produce. It's a lot easier to do. Travis just sits down. He can press record himself now, and um, it's been going well. So you know, and then in all fairness, though, we still need to finish the full course. <laughs> yes. You know, the 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 problem I uh, the problem I've experienced is that Cole's too good at his job. You know, Cole's business, his filmmaking, has just exploded in 2021, and so Cole is just buried. And so I'm looking forward to, you know, here in the, in the coming weeks as your business is slowing down, finally, 
you know, of really pushing out the rest of the full course and moving on. And we have some other ideas, but um, that was probably that's probably one of my biggest regrets in this whole season of it is not having finished that full course because we owe it to people and and we we believe in what we're doing and we have so much good stuff. We just need to we need to finish that. And so I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. I think it's gonna it's definitely gonna be something good to finish and it'll be I don't wanna say it'll be easier, but having our own studio is so much better for content creation so we're going to be able to hopefully uh bust some of that out here in the new year once uh the winter hits and i slow down so, so cool i was looking at our our demographics from our podcast and um, we, we use a, a platform that gives us a lot of demographics and what's interesting about our podcast and, and this blew me away as it started happening but we have listeners in 40 countries and 47 states with the, the three states that we, we haven't had any listeners being Maine, Vermont, and Alaska. Those are the Ooh. three. Ooh. So it's, it's a bit odd to me that we have uh, listeners in Nepal, uh, <laughs> Tanzania, and Kenya, but we don't have listeners in Maine, Vermont, and Alaska. So uh, we need to, maybe we just need to make a road trip, Cole. Yeah, I, I think it's weird. In the fir- it was weird for me in the first place to have people in those countries listen to us, and, and I would never expect that to ever happen. Um, but I have zero idea how our podcast gets out there or anywhere. So yeah, maybe someday somebody from one of those States will choose to pick it up. If nothing else, we can cheat the system. We can make a road trip. And when we get there, we can go Mm. into the app and download it, um, (laughs) just to trick the system. I think the turning point for me, Cole, and, and you and I talked about this, but we're right around episode 45 and I got a DM in Instagram from a young man in New Zealand. And he said, Hey, Travis, he goes, I just want to let you know, my friend sent me your podcast. And he said, I loved it. And I binged all 40 episodes in a week. That's a lot of kind that's, that's way too much of me talking. <laughs> he says, I binged 40 episodes in a week. And I just wanted to let you know, it changed my life. And I'm like, Holy cow. Like that is wild that somebody in New Zealand can get a podcast from a friend and it makes a difference. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's, that's why we do what we do. Um, that's, it's, it's really cool and really satisfying and gratifying for us to be able to hear people say that from across the world. And I think it's kind of a give and take, you know, for every one of, for every one of him that says, you know, this stuff changed me. There's a hundred that just say, um, screw yourself or tell me to go pound <laughs> sand and that I'm an idiot. We have no idea what we're talking about. So we have a lot of that, but what keeps me going, and I know you're definitely the same way, is that the people that respond favorably that say this, this different way of looking at, at, at money and career and work, it, it matters. Yeah, and totally. And, and I, the other thing I know from per- personal experience is that it works. And, you know, for all those people who say whatever, not for me. Like, um, it's out there. I think that's all we have to say to it and say, Hey, you know, there's a chance you heard it. You can try it. And maybe someday down the road, they realize it and they go, you know what? That podcast I listened to a couple of years ago, they were right. And maybe that brings them back to it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, as long as the advice and, the whatever is out there, um, it gives people a chance. They can choose for themselves, but yeah, I mean, that's that, that's how I look at it. We're just planting seeds, and there's a lot of people online giving financial advice, 
And, and all we're asking for is people to consider it. We don't want to tell people what to do. We don't want to tell them what they're doing is, is stupid. We don't want to tell them we're right. We want them to, to, to maybe give us an opportunity, hear us out, consider it, and then make the decision that's best for them and their family. Mm-hmm. And I know there's many times where I've come to Travis and say, hey, I know uh, you probably wouldn't recommend this, but uh, this is what we're going to do, and this is what's best for our family. <laughs> so there is no... Uh, there's no right answer to do things. You know, people come up with different things to do things that are better for them. And we'd love to hear those things as well. But we just want to give a roadmap um, for people to be able to make those decisions themselves um, in a certain way that's a little bit different than what society tells you to do. Yeah. Well, going back, kind of looking back, 80 episodes, you know, not all episodes are created equal. Um, some of them I like better than others. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I hate any of our episodes, mm-hmm. though. Though Cole will, will tell you that I hate every episode as soon as I record it. I record <laughs> it. Now, what people don't know is I record episodes by myself, and then I say, "Hey, Cole, I'm done," and he'll grab the memory card, and he'll go edit, and I'll, I'll get done, and I'll walk into his office, and I'll say, "Hey, Cole, I'm done." I said, "Yeah, I think it sucks," and then you know he'll listen, he'll edit, and he'll say, "No, that was really good," and then. I'll, you know, slice a humble pie for me. I just, I, I guess I just, I never think much highly of myself. So um, that's kind of how the rhythm goes. And I just know anymore that I'm going to hate it. Cole's going to like it. And then we'll, we'll, we'll let the rest play out. But there's four episodes, I think, in our history. And I don't even know, Cole, if you know what the four are, but there's four episodes. And I was looking back at uh, the, the numbers, the analytics, and there's four episodes that are, are definitely the most popular. And I think you could probably guess and I'm just going to list them out. I'm going to list them out in order, um, um, sequentially. So here's the first of, of the four most popular episodes. The first one here is episode number five, and that's called Planned Impulsiveness. And, and this is one, this one really, I think, I mean, number five, I think that was right at the beginning. And I think that's the one where people are like, oh, man, this is different. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think... I don't want to say the analytics were weird. I think it was a combination of being one of the first five episodes and being the best one out of the five. Um, I think we got a lot of support um, in the beginning, and I think that one definitely hit a different nerve because it was just a different way um, of talking about things. Yeah, and I think, too, that there's so many people in our society that, that feel like they're impulsive and that's just a terrible thing. And when we frame it up through a different lens, which is what we do on this podcast, when we show them, no, impulsivity is a good thing, we just have to harness it. Mm-hmm. And when we do, it becomes such a blessing. And, and I think that has really uh, taken on a new life. Uh, it's being shared a lot. And I think it, it's making a difference with people. The second episode that, that's very popular is number 11, money and happiness. It's not what you think. Mm. And this is where we dive pretty deep into the behavioral science of happiness and money. And this this one is also a, a more controversial episode. Yes. <laughs> because we're making the claim, and, and I, I say this, I will die on this hill, money will not make us happy. Money makes us very happy until our needs are met. So, so money does make us happy because I'm happier when I have a roof over my head and I have mm-hmm. groceries. Mm-hmm. I'm happier then, and, I, and I'm warm in the winter. That makes me happy, but once our needs are met, money does not make us materially happier. And 
this is, it, I think it was a new way of looking at things. I think some people got very upset with this, but it's definitely gone on to be one of our most successful episodes. Yeah, I think this is definitely a 50-50 episode of you will fight people till the end of the earth um, <laughs> that will say that money will make you happy. And there is no changing their mind. Um, and there are people who are open to it. Un- until you actually experience it yourself, there's a lot of people who just will not believe that money doesn't make you happy. Yeah, I tried. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and even then, it, it when people buy things, it's it's just a small amount of happiness for a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. And we definitely go deeper into that in the episode with the hedonic treadmill of your happiness returns to the same level of happiness you had before you bought these things. You may be a little bit happier for a little amount of time, but uh, it's a never-ending cycle of I keep needing to have more things, and more things will make me happy, and it just doesn't. It's, it's just doesn't do that. Yeah. The next episode that's been very popular is the number 20, Go Do Weird Things. This one has become kind of an anthem for some people just saying, we just need to, I'm just going to do weird things, Travis, because we are so hardwired Mm -hmm. into doing the normal thing, the safe thing, the secure thing. And, and we really make the argument in this episode that doing weird things always produces some good, sometimes, sometimes a transformative amount of good. And, um, I love that episode. That's actually one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. And I definitely knew from the start that that was going to be one of the top five. Um, and I think when you look at it, too, sometimes you don't even see the good that comes out of the weird things for many years to come. But, you know, if you just take sit down for a couple of minutes and look back on your life and think about all the things that you've done that you probably weren't comfortable doing or was out of the ordinary for you. And you can kind of see a pattern of, oh, hey, I did this, and then it brought me here, and then it brought me here, and if I wouldn't have done this, would I really be where I'm at today? All right, Cole, I lied. I am going to go out of order here. The next one I have is number six. So we went number five, 11, 20, back back down to six, because that makes a heck of a lot of sense. Comfortable being uncomfortable. Oh, man, this is actually probably my very favorite episode Mm. And it's weird looking back. I don't remember that being episode six. To me, that feels like episode 25. Um, maybe it's just a blur to me. But I, I think this one has really landed with people, this idea that we, we crave comfort in our life. We want to be comfortable. And we need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that is a very countercultural perspective, and which is why I loved it so much that it was so countercultural to really challenge people to, to look at comfort as a harmful thing, not a positive thing. Yeah, and I think this episode and Go Do Weird Things are kind of go hand in hand. That's why, and it feels like a lot of people needed to hear those because those are two of our most popular episodes. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely argue that nothing good has ever come out of comfort. Nothing that we've done together has ever come out of comfort. Um, so, yeah, we wouldn't be... What we're doing today with meaning over money, I wouldn't be where I'm at in my business. You wouldn't be where at in your business if uh, we just stayed comfortable together. Yeah. And then the last one uh, of our most popular episodes, and this is the most popular episode we've ever done. And mm. it's episode 57. 
It's where I reacted to a to comments on a Dave Ramsey TikTok video where Dave Ramsey was talking about how dumb car loans are. And Cole, this was a totally out of the blue episode. I just walked into the office one day and Cole said, Travis, you need to check out these comments. He goes, the video, I think you'll agree with the video of, of what Dave Ramsey's saying. Even though Cole knows I'm not, I'm not a huge Dave Ramsey fan and I have a lot of, a lot of issues and disagreements at times, I think Cole just knew that this, this video I would align. So I'm like, what's, what's, what's the, what's the deal then? And he said, the comments are gold, Travis, they're gold. <laughs> and he goes, check this out. And he goes, wait, 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 no, sit in front of the mic. I will then give you the comments and I just want you to react on the microphone. And that ended up being our number one episode of all time. Yeah. That's all time. All time. Nice. Yeah, it was. And I've, the same thing has happened with the money and the happiness. Um, somebody will post a video about a car payment it's, it feels like a car payment and money doesn't make you happy are the two things that people post about. And and buying a home isn't a good investment. Those are the three things that people post about that get people riled up the most in the comments. And it is just, <laughs> it's just the most entertaining thing ever. And so I was scrolling through these comments and these were the comments right at the top where they get the most upvotes and, you know, which means mostly everybody agrees with them. And, you know, people... People are making comments like, you know, I'd rather, who knows if we're going to die tomorrow, and I'd rather drive a nice car, and a bunch of things that were just very materialistic and very not smart long-term. You know, people ask me all the time, Cole, they, they always ask, Travis, do you, do you script out your episodes? Do you write the full thing? And I said, I said honestly... I used to write a lot of bullet points, and, and sometimes I still do. Like right now, I'm, I'm reading a couple bullet points on my computer, and I always have my computer. I usually have some bullet points. But there are some episodes where I'm just kind of hot on something, and I'm, I'm kind of amped up, and I'll just go, and I'll turn the microphone on, and I'll just start talking. And Cole always says those are the best episodes. Cole said those are the best because they're raw, they're real, and, and there's a lot of emotion in them. And so this was one of those where mm -hmm. I had no preparation. I just sat down at the microphone and then off we went. And, um, and I think that episode, honestly, too, because it wasn't a planned topic and I didn't know what you were going to actually show me, I didn't know what was coming, mm -hmm. it ended up being a mix of so many of the different concepts that we talked about. We talked about the, the science of happiness and we talked about the concepts of investing and, and debt and what debt does to you and why maybe there's a different shadow side to debt that we don't talk about that's not financial. And I think it was just a lot of things all wrapped up into one episode. I just really, I really like that one. Yeah, it was a good one. And the other thing that we get when you just like to sit down is it's fresh in your mind too. Usually you come in and say, hey, I just had a conversation with somebody. I need a podcast about this, this topic <laughs> or something like that. Um, and yeah, and I don't even think we didn't even cut out uh, a comment. Everything was just, I may have cut out a pause or something, but, um, every comment was used and everything was as real and as raw as it gets. My, my, I think my proudest moment, Cole, was last week when, when <laughs> I, you know, you took my episode and you go and you edit it and you said, Travis, I think it was a 17, 18 minute episode. You said, Travis, I didn't make one edit start to finish. You just turned the mic on and you went, you ended that was it. He goes, I didn't edit one thing about the whole episode. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love <laughs> that, that. It was the first time in our 80 episode history that I've never made 
some sort of a cut. And when we started, it was, I don't want to say it was rough because it, it really wasn't that bad compared to anybody else's start. Um, but I was cutting out a bunch of uhs and ums and mouth noises and things like that. And the past five episodes, I think I've made a total of 10 cuts. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting real smooth on the mic, folks. So (laughs) (laughs) we may just have to, we may just have to do a live show here coming up. Actually, Cole's going to show me how to put the intro and outro out of it. And then we can just fire Cole. <laughs> Cole can just go. Cole can just like go on the beach and chill. I was just gonna make the same comment. Of, <laughs> I'm just gonna send him the files now, and he can. I'll I'll teach him exactly how to export it, and he'll be good to go. Uh, so now now Cole, we're gonna we're getting to the most controversial episodes. Mm, mm. And I and I think you could probably guess if you really had to sit down and think about it. But mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about what were the most controversial episodes, and I'm gonna go in order again. I have six of them. These six of them, man, they were a lightning rod of controversy. And I don't know why I always got the, the, the backlash. You didn't. Maybe it's because it's my no, voice. Nobody ever talks to me about the podcast because I think the only people who know that I produce it are like my family and my wife and, and some friends and stuff. But Wait, So most people think it's a one-man band? Yeah, I think okay. so. Think All right. So. The first really controversial episode. Now, number- now controversy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ba- what what is your controversy based off of? People commenting on them, comments, DMs, okay, just feedback. You know, I go to church or I go to the grocery store, yeah, and people yeah, yeah, are like, yeah. just flat out like, tell me I was I was wrong. <laughs> um, Travis gets a lot of feedback, and Travis also gets a lot of feedback being a financial coach. I don't get any feedback whatsoever because this is just i mean it's the greatest produced crispy best sounding podcast out there so there's really nothing to feedback me about but travis gets most of the feedback and he always comes and tells me about it yeah yeah uh so episode 19 which was robin hood and the gamification of Mm. investing whenever you tell young men the way they're doing things is dangerous, and they may ruin their lives. Um, that causes a stir. <laughs> and and I really made the argument on that episode that the way Robin Hood, and I don't I don't mean to degrade Robin Hood. Robin, the people who made Robin Hood are brilliant. Mm-hmm. They are geniuses. They did. They took they took fifty years of of progress in investing, and they warp speeded it, combined all the best things, and and made it free. All in one little app in your hand. It, it's, it's impressive what they did. Essentially, my argument was that Robin Hood turned what some, something that should be disciplined, long-term, patient, and they turned it into a video game. Mm-hmm. And, and my argument is this this is really unhealthy for us. And the backlash came fast. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And when I log on to my Vanguard account and look at my investments, it's probably the most boring thing you'll ever do in the day. <laughs> And I, I, Travis even put some crypto into Robinhood just to test it out. And it changes every second. And it looks, I mean... 24 hours a day. You were checking it, I don't know, 50 times more than I would check my investment account. Probably check that once a month. It, it was an emotional nightmare. Totally. And, and, and yes, yeah, so the part, part of the point was I wanted to to experience the thing that I was making the argument on and, and it played out just as I thought. I mean, it's, it's not healthy for us. No. And, uh, but people didn't want to hear that. And so that became very controversial. 
Number 25 is probably the most controversial episode we've ever done. It's called Sorry Men, Women Are Better With Money. And boy, boy, men were not pleased. A lot, actually, a lot of men wrote me and said, this is probably the one I received actually the most feedback on. Uh-huh. A lot of dudes said, Travis, you are right. Yeah. And I, and I argued in this episode that the biggest reason, there's two reasons why men are, are worse with money than, than women. Number one is because men crave achievement. They, mm-hmm. they, they crave wins. And number two is that we have this problem called ego and arrogance mm-hmm. as men. And we, we, we try to not, I think none of us are immune to it. Um, but those two things make us really dangerous with investing. And, and I have a lot of female clients, a lot of male clients, a lot of couple clients and, and across the board, not, not exactly, not exactly, but women are, are generally just better because while women tend to be more emotional, we say, we, we kind of know that inherently when it comes to money, women are less emotional and uh, that caused a lot of controversy. Yeah. It's kind of, women just have this autopilot thing where they can just do without this pridefulness of, and I don't, yeah, I, my wife is 100 times better at our finances than I am. Um, and I think a lot of it is the masculine respect of providing for your family and being the one to know what to do with your finances and trying your best to maximize your income and all this kind of stuff that, you know, in the long run, when when looked at, it's actually hurting more than it is helping. Yeah, I mean, my, my single female clients, a lot of them are in their 20s, they are crushing it because women care more about getting it right than being right, mm-hmm. whereas us dudes just want to be right. And so women are just, just across the board, women are killing it. And we, you know, there's, there's a lot of the you know, income inequalities and stuff like that. We can, people can make the argument there, but in terms of handling what we're blessed with, women are, are crushing it. And, and I'm just, I'm just really proud for the privilege to work with some of them because I, I learn a lot from them just in the way that they can mentally and emotionally deal with stuff at, at that age in a way that I couldn't, um, just looking back at my own journey. Totally. And I think, I think men are way more outward about the things they do with their money as well. <laughs> like a lot of men talk about crypto all the time. I asked my wife and she has no idea what it is. Uh, you go to all my wife's friends, most of them, 90% of them have no idea what it is. And it's just this thing of, can I be that one person to make a decision that will make me rich quick. And if I can, how awesome would that be? And how cool would I look? Women don't care about that. Men do. (laughs) I think that's the big difference. The next one is episode 31. Why pursuing meaning is better than pursuing money. This one, this one caused a stir, not as much as a couple of the others, but there was definitely some pushback and, and I get it. I get it. I mean, there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. that like me, like I did, are still pursuing money. And so when I say pursuing meaning is better than pursuing money, the way it can be internalized is what they're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and I tried to make that not the point that I'm not saying you're wrong or right. I'm just saying I'm trying to make the argument why this way is better for all of us. Yeah. And I, I think it's tough for a lot of people too. 
um, there may be a lot of people who don't really know what their meaning is and they may be lost and it it's easy to chase the money when you have nice security and you have a good job and you can provide for your family and you can buy nice things and there's a huge risk that you're taking when you pursue the meaning and that risk is hard that risk is really hard yeah the next one is episode 35 hate fridays love mondays mm. Uh, where we really go into this idea that, and we talk about the science that they've proven that Sundays at 4 p.m. is the most depressing hour of the week because the weekend is over and we're starting to think about what we have to do tomorrow on Monday morning. And, and for 70% of Americans, that's not something we want to do. And this caused a lot of controversy. Um, um, I think the biggest one, I, got, I received a lot of feedback where people said, Travis, it's, it's, uh, it's a shame that you would rather work than enjoy time with friends and family, that you don't even you don't even like your friends and your family. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and then I'm like that wasn't my point. My point was that I love working, I yeah. love my work, and then I get to go spend time with friends and family, and then I get to go work again, mm-hmm. and and I love that. And I didn't know that existed until two and a half years ago. I I literally didn't know that existed, and I think my my favorite comment was uh, a mutual friend of ours. We were in a coaching meeting, and she said, Travis, when you said that, I was listening to your podcast, and when you said that, I thought you were just full of it. And I can't remember her exact words, but essentially she thought I was just full of it. And so she went to her husband and said, hey, Travis said this on the podcast, and he said, I feel the same way. And at that point, she didn't even know that it was possible to feel that way, like to feel that strong about it. Because he does, I do, Cole does, and, and several other people do. But for many of us, we don't know until we know. And so I know Cole, Cole really wanted to do that episode. Yeah, that's a good one. And I think my situation is I kind of fell into meaning early because I had a corporate job for three weeks that I hated and had to wear a suit to every day. And it is absolutely not my style. Uh, to sit at a desk. I hate talking to people. That's why I'm never on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I don't like communication. Um, and I had to call 40 people a day and do different things and sit at a desk in a suit. And it was just the bait of my existence. And I hated every second of it. Um, so I just quit. And no, had no plan. I shot a couple weddings a while ago. I had a camera, did some photos, you know. Um, and I think at that point it was oh, I better figure this out because I have left my wife uh, to teach on one income for our family, and uh, I didn't even let her know that I was quitting. I just came home one day, and uh, she knew it on my face. And she said, you quit, didn't you? And I said, I did. I did. Um, But we're going to figure it out. And I think from then, the meaning has just, I mean, I love what I do. We had a conversation the other day. And Travis is like, you going home? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what? I'm like, I don't want to go home. I just want to stay here and work for a little bit longer. <laughs> he goes, what a world we live in that you want to stay at work. Uh, but, but for real, and, and that's not saying that every aspect of what we do is glorified all the time, and it's super fun. Um, but for the most part, we see um, the meaning that we have behind what we do. Um, and we get comments and 
from both video financial coach, this meeting over money podcast and things that just lift us up all the time. And we know deep down in our hearts that one, we love what we do, which is incredible to be at. And two, what we're doing is providing value and meaning to a lot of other people too. Yeah. The next episode that was very controversial, number 37, staying at home with kids is always a choice. Mm. Mm. This one is very controversial. Yes. Um, Kate, I, I know this one is controversial because I see it through my wife, who is a stay-at-home mom, and she gets comments a decent amount on Instagram about stay-at-home mom stuff because she posts about that a lot. Yeah. And I think there's this notion in our society that unless you are lucky, unless you are rich, unless you have the most amazing job in the world, your spouse can't stay home and you're a victim. And I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm making the argument in this episode that it is a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. And for some people that I, I have the privilege of serving, it's a really hard, it's a hard journey. It's, it was an easy choice for them, but it's hard to implement, but it's worth it for them. And it really comes down to, we need to decide how important is it to stay at home? And if it's mm -hmm. important, what, what are we willing to give up to make it happen? And that just caused a lot of controversy. Um, and I, I think more than anything, I think husbands were upset when I said that. Mm. Husbands were upset at this idea mm. of suggesting that they cut their lifestyle and yep. maybe get rid of some wants so that the other spouse can stay home with kids. And I think that's a, that's a, a sign of maybe some tension mm -hmm. in, in their own marriages. That, that that is a is a tense topic where one spouse may want to stay home. And sometimes it's the man, usually it's the woman, but so, it can go both ways. But there's tension in some of these these households because one spouse wants to, the other spouse says we can't. And and I've worked with so many people that are that are living in that tension as we speak. And the question is, are we going to deal with it or are we not? And that's controversial. Yeah. And I know for us, when Kate quit her job. I was 100% on board. I'm I'm a pretty, you know, whatever it is what it is type of guy. Don't think much about it. Um, pretty good with, uh, you know, just flying by the seat of my pants. So when Kate's like, oh, you know, I want to quit. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Go for it tomorrow. Are you doing it or are you going to stay at the end of the year? You know, and, and she had a very, very tough time quitting. And I think the biggest part was that she was no longer going to be providing the same amount of income um, to our family that she was in teaching. And it's the whole security thing that she had a tough time with, even though she had, you know, a small side business um, that was creating income, not near as much as, as teaching, but, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for people to overcome that. And, we came up with a plan, and I, I, I promise you I'm, I'm not making near as much as many of these people who say their spouse can't stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, and I think it's, um, you know, we, we came up with a plan, and we thought, okay, so if you quit teaching and I make zero amount zero dollars for this amount of month will still be okay. You know, it, it, it was a, it was a thing that we had to sit down because it's what she wanted to do. Um, and we came up with a plan so I could make her comfortable about it. And I think, 
I don't know. Why do you think a lot of people don't think it's possible? Is it is it the security? Is it the income? Is it the we can't afford the things we have if you do it? I mean, I think I think most people design their lifestyle with the two incomes. And when mm. you design and by design, I mean, that's how you pick out the neighborhood and the house you're going to buy and the cars you're going to drive and the car loans that you have mm-hmm. and and the schools you send your kids to and the vacations you take. And I think we design our life and our, our, and there's not a lot of margin. I think a lot of people live with very little margin. And so the idea of losing an income, whether that is losing 25% of your income, losing 50% of your income, that is a huge, huge cut when you don't have a lot of margin to begin with. The other, the other side of it is there's people that, that do have the margin. And, and I work with, with a lot of these folks. They could easily lose that second income, and they're fine. But they still are under the illusion that more money will bring more happiness. And so this idea that we're going to lose this block of income that could be used for this much more investing mm-hmm, and this and mm-hmm. that, that, that is a hard hard thing to pull away from. And, and I get it. And, and I really, um, I really empathize with the people that are going through that battle because I went through that battle. Mm-hmm. We went through that battle. That's a hard battle to win, but, but I think we just have to recognize, I think at the base level, we have to recognize that we are more than money and that, that so much more is important than money. Yep. I was just going to go back to that. That goes with our meaning is more important than money, pursuing the meaning. And I don't know if Kate has always had the dream of being a stay-at-home mom until we had a child. And then I know that dream became a reality, um, and she wanted to do that. And so we did everything we could to uh, make that a possibility for her. And she has way more meaning that she does now than she ever would have had as a teacher. And that's not saying that being a teacher doesn't provide meaning, because there's a lot of people I know who are living their best life as a teacher and have the most meaning there too. But I think it comes down to what you find meaningful to you. And um, yeah, there's definitely a way to make that a reality. Yeah. Then the last most controversial episode we had, and this is one, honestly, Cole, I had no idea. Maybe I was naive. I had no idea this was going to be controversial. I thought this was like, just like straight (laughs) up, like affirming, and this one caused a firestorm for me personally. Number 42, the teacher myth, where I made the argument that teachers have a pretty sweet gig because the, <laughs> because the narrative in our society is that you shouldn't become a teacher because teachers don't make much money. Mm-hmm. That's the narrative. We're, we're dissuading our young people. And I, I, I say this from a personal perspective of being a youth group leader, watching these teenagers being told you shouldn't become a teacher. And so in this episode, I talked about all the blessings of being a teacher. First, I I propped the teachers up and I said, you guys are heroes. Mm -hmm. It's been a hard season. Thank you. I love you. And I'm grateful for you. And then talked about how the kind of the the, the little seen side of teachers and and how they're compensated and, and, and time and money. And I tried to make this argument that it's a better gig than we give credit for. And um, Cole, I received a lot of hate. From who? From teachers. Oh. Teachers were upset with me. Whoa. Because they said that, yeah, they're still underpaid, though. Mm. Yeah, Travis, that's, that stuff's all great, but we're still underpaid. We make a lot less than we should. And I'm not saying that. 
I'm not saying that we, we can't make more. Man, I, I hope teachers make more. I want teachers to make more. But the, the, the feedback was very, was very um, stern about how I'm wrong and that teachers are getting screwed. And so a lot of teachers were upset with me. And all I ask is that, that people listen. If you're a teacher, listen to episode 42. Consider some of these things we talk about because I do think they matter. Yes, your salary matters. Yes, it, it does matter. And I wish teachers got paid more. But there's more to the story. And if you're a prospective teacher, think about the big picture too. And, and, and hopefully that helps. But uh, yeah, Cole, I was naive, man. I got, I got, we didn't get public hate on that. I got personal hate on mm. that. Did you have anybody who agreed with you on the episode? Because I feel like there's a either totally supportive of it or totally not supportive of it. I don't feel like there's a middle ground in that episode. Oddly, spouses of teachers agreed with me. Mm. I've had some spouses of teachers that said, those are good points. I don't think about those enough. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Those are some cool benefits, some cool perks of, of being a teacher family. And, and so I got a little bit, a couple people affirmed mm-hmm. that, but not many. I think uh, one of the most common millionaires in the world are all teachers, aren't they? It's, it's, it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon. <laughs> I, I, work with, I work with a lot of teachers that are doing really well. Mm-hmm. I work with a lot of first, second, third year teachers just be, because of just my relationship with young adults. But... Some of these young young teachers are doing really well financially. They have a good a good package, a good setup. They're making good decisions. And a lot of it, as we talk about on this podcast, we have to make good decisions. We have to set a good foundation, do the right thing for the right reasons. And when we do that, yeah, teachers aren't gonna make they're not making a hundred grand or 150 grand. That's obvious. But you don't need to make a hundred or 150 grand to have a solid financial base. And some of these teachers that are 24, 25 years old, they're doing well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it comes back to the lifestyle decisions you make and uh, the way you set yourself up. All right, Cole, I have a question. Um, we have not prepared for this. I prepared for my answers, so I have, the, I have the privilege of knowing what I'm going to ask, so I already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Cole, what are your biggest surprises in learnings from these these first 80 episodes of, of being a podcaster? The biggest surprise by far for me is the consistent ability to post two episodes a week for 80 episodes. <laughs> no doubt that is the biggest surprise I've ever had. Um, again, we talked about how I'm a just a do-it guy. And a lot of the time with just being a do-it guy means you don't have a plan and things do not last very long. So you start doing your own podcast and then you have no idea where you want to go or who to interview or anything like that. And so you just stop. And so especially I told Travis that if we wanted to do two, because we were doing one a week and we could keep up with one a week. And I said, if we need to do two a week, we cannot, you cannot throw an episode on me the day before we post it because I have other shoots and things I'm on that uh, I may not be able to get to it. I said, if you want to be consistent, we got to be two, three weeks ahead. So we have to have like four to six episodes in the queue. And we started doing that and we did a very good job of it. And then we got to a point where we were getting pretty close to not being able to post them on time. And so Travis said, all right, if we ever get close again to not posting a podcast, I'm taping 60 bucks to the wall 
And if I ever put you in a spot where um, you have to let go of something else to produce a podcast to get it on time, then you can take the 60 bucks. So I don't know how long went by, a month or two went by, and we were doing pretty good, and we started getting closer and closer to uh, the uh, due date to one of our podcasts, and I think it was the day before um, the podcast, and (laughs) Travis went and recorded it and gave it to me, and uh, I said, you know what, this is pretty late, man, I'm taking your 60 bucks. So I took his 60 bucks. Um, and that was the best decision I've ever made in my entire life because we've never been close to another (laughs) podcast being on time ever again. Ever since I took that, he, uh, he even made a podcast episode about it. I'm just looking, I was just looking for it. (laughs) He disappointed me. I just found it. That was a, that was a very embarrassing moment for me Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I let Cole down. I hate, I hate letting Sarah down, my wife. I hate letting Cole down. Um, but I did. I was so mad I was mad at Cole that he took the sixty bucks <laughs> off the wall. I felt I felt like I felt like we it wasn't that close, and um, I felt it was unfair. But in hindsight, it was appropriate. And Cole's right. But then I, I immediately I got I got I, I had another thing happen that day. I came back to the office. I was super down on myself, and that was episode forty four. Embarrassing happens, and I just I think it was pretty raw if I remember. Relax. I just sat down and I just started ranting about just letting Cole down, letting Sarah down. So. Uh, interesting episode, um, definitely an unplanned episode, but um, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I, I'm like, I'm never going to feel that again. So I'm like, I'm getting my butt in gear, <laughs> getting him content. That's exactly how it went. The mood in the office completely changed after that 60 bucks was off the wall. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so. Well, yeah, well, here's mine. Do you have any others? Um, I think that was the most surprising. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it. Well, for me, and I've had the the luxury of thinking about this because I invented the question, I was surprised by how much I love doing it Mm. and how natural it feels for me. It feels natural. I can just, I can sit down, turn on the mic, talk for 15 minutes on a whim, and it feels natural. It feels good. And I was shocked by how much I would like it. I've always wanted to podcast. I never knew how much I would like it. I would say it's one of my best places to be, is to be recording. Very surprising. Number that didn't that didn't surprise me at all, because we come and sit down in the office, and I had a feeling that this was just going to be smooth for you, because um, we come and sit down in the office and we have these conversations, daily, weekly, all the time, and I'm like, you know, we we just need to turn these conversations into a podcast, and you need to instead of talking to the mic. Because I've heard, I've heard all these conversations. Or instead of talking to me about all these, you just need to talk to a mic and talk to everybody else. I'm like, this, I mean, this is, g- every time I sit down and we talk together, I'm like, this is great content. Like, this is something I've learned, something you've um, heard from somebody else about a topic or this, and, and that comes natural to you. And being a coach and a speaker, I think that just comes very natural to you, too. So I was not surprised mm, at no. all. Um, and I was looking forward to seeing how you would be as a podcaster. And it turns out that you have an incredible voice for podcasting, which that surprised me. That was a weird. That was a weird feedback that we received in the first <laughs> few weeks. Like you have a great podcast voice. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. You I, know, everyone hates their own voice. Totally. So, uh. but it, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a crisp, clear voice for podcasting and 
there's I've listened to a lot of podcasts where I cannot stand the voice, and yours isn't one of them. <laughs> I'm sure there are people that can't stand me. <laughs> uh, the next thing that surprised me was how fast our podcast initially grew and how hard it would be to grow after that. Yes. We, Cole and I, were like, we, th- we saw the initial growth, and we thought, oh, my goodness, this thing's going to the moon. Like, it's like, it's like the crypto. It's like going to the moon, like diamond <laughs> totally. hands, man. We thought this thing was going to take off, and we were humbled very quickly. Yes. We, we grew fast, and then we plateaued. And so the growth has been much harder. Yeah. Um, I just Maybe we just a little bit of uh, beginner's success, beginner's luck there, and um, maybe took it for granted. Totally. And I think there's a lot of support from people we knew early on. Um, but I think a podcast is hard to grow. There's really not a whole lot you can do. Um, I mean, to gain followers, like there's nothing you can post on. There's no algorithm you can beat um, to put it in front of a bunch of people. I think a lot of it is word of mouth. It's hard to have expectations because podcast listener data is not real prevalent out there. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to know, like, you know, you can, it's easy to, you know, it's like comparing yourself to Joe Rogan. Oh, we suck. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? And so for us, you know, one of the websites that I found interesting was listennotes.com. And they have a, a ranking system in there. And they don't tell you the numbers behind it. But according to them, there are 2.7-ish podcasts in the world. 2.7 million. And it puts us in the top 5% in the world out of 2.7 million. So on one hand, you can say we're in the top 5%, but you do the math. I mean, that's a lot of podcasts in the top 5%. What I've learned is that the difference between being in the top 5% and the top 1%, it's not like climbing a hill. It's like climbing Everest. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I'm grateful for every listener. I'm grateful when, when, when people are willing to share it and um, whatever it is, it is. I mean, you know, like we talked about, we just want to make a difference. And so whoever's here to listen, I'm grateful for that. Totally. And, and it's something we both enjoy doing. Um, and so hopefully we can just keep it up. And it's one of those things where slow growth, man, slow growth. And then my last surprise or learning maybe is that when I'm on, I'm on. And when I'm not, I'm not. And, and I remember when we started this, I was thinking, you know, I was going to record just on Mondays and Monday was going to be a record day. And the reality is there's just some days I show up. I don't have it. Mm-hmm. I don't have the mojo to do it. But there are days that I got the mojo. Like I come in and I'm like, man, I got to record today. And some days like I'm busy. And so I, I try to jam it in. Sometimes it's in the middle of the night, um, you know, leave the house, come to the office. I was the benefit of, of working four minutes from your house. And, but when, when I have it, I have it. And when I don't, I don't. And that's, um, it's frustrating because there are days I'll block out. I'm like, I have, f- I have three hours here. I want to record. I show up to the office, and I just don't have it in me. And I just don't feel like it's going to be content worth people listening to. And so I find that it, that it goes in waves. And so when I have it, if I have three, four episodes that I can record when I feel really good, that's what I need to do. And so that was just a learning that I just assumed I could turn it on and off, and, and I really can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that's your best episodes are when you come in and you have it on. And so what we've been doing is uh, you're speaking a lot when you're on. And then when you're off, you just kind of take it off, and that's okay. Yeah. 
Well, we've received a lot of feedback. Um, thank you for anyone who gives, has, or gives us feedback or has feedback. We're grateful for it. We can't get better if, if you don't give feedback. Um, we just, we're too close to it. And so feedback matters. And so thank you for any feedback, good, bad, anywhere in the middle. You know, one of them, the biggest feedback I think we received early and often was the production value is high. And that's, that's coal. Like, that's all coal. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that's great to hear. Um, I haven't done much podcasting, but I do work with a lot of audio and video wise. So I do know the equipment needed to, uh, produce a high quality podcast. And I had actually some of it laying around. So would you agree? Cause there's a, there's a, I think there's a myth out there that you need to have thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment. Would you agree that it doesn't take that much? No, it probably takes, I mean, you could get away with a good $50 mic and a cord to plug in your computer. Uh, every Apple Mac comes with GarageBand, right? You can record yourself right into that, edit it up, and post it out. So, no, you do yeah. not need thousands and thousands of dollars. You can have thousands and thousands of dollars, and you can soundproof <laughs> your room, and you can do everything you want. I mean, we have to shut off, like, six different things in our office, so the quality. <laughs> you don't hear a bunch of fans going on and things like that. But That's right. We turned, we turned the heat off, so it's starting to get a little, little chilly. Yeah. So, so we do do some things um, on the side, but overall, no. You can start with whatever you want, and it's uh, pretty simple. Yeah. The other feedback we received, and, and this was not intentional on my part, but the feedback was that the 10 to 20-minute episode length is, is awesome. People love it. I actually don't enjoy podcasts that short, typically, but our audience is younger. Our audience is... is mostly 30 and under, mostly, and they just say, that's the length right there. That was surprising to me because I'm under 30, and I hate 15 to 20-minute episodes. I love the 45 to an hour and a half long episodes because long road trips, I'll listen to those episodes. Workouts, walks, I'll listen to those episodes, and I don't know. I just feel like 15 to 20 is too short. But that's why we asked for your feedback, and everybody who has commented on it loves the length. So, and, and the next one actually is is ties back to the to the length, is that people say we clearly articulate the content and we skip the fluff and filler. Mm -hmm. We don't do inside jokes. We don't do banter. We don't have this you know five minutes at the beginning before we get into it. <laughs> and that I think that stems from Cole and I's pet peeves with podcasts that yes. we listen to. We just want to get into it. We don't want to listen to people talk about the weather or the game last night <laughs> or an inside joke that we'll never understand. We want them to talk about what they're going to talk about. And so when we started this, we, we kind of made a list of what are our key principles? Yeah. And our key principles is get a, get a very short voiceover intro with music, mm -hmm. a very short intro of me talking, and we jump into the content. And we don't have an episode length in mind. When I hit record, I have no idea how long the episode's going to be because totally. sometimes I don't even have, have it planned out. But my, my intent is to, to give as much content that's good and then stop in whatever it is it is because I don't want to provide filler for the sake of filler because I respect people's time. And when they get done, I want them to want a little bit more. I want them to end the episode saying, oh, that was good. That was good. And it wasn't too long. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talked to each other about podcasts that we didn't like. And one of the things that we didn't like was super long intros. 
there's a podcast that I've listened to in the past and I no longer listen to it because of the intro. And it's like, hi, my name is blank. I'm from here. I'm 28 years old. I do this. I do this. This is what we're talking about. Bunch of stuff just over and over. Nobody cares. Um, so we came up with welcome to our show. Uh, this is what it's called. And uh, let's get into it. <laughs> and the good thing about I think about our podcast too is um, we wanted it to be informative and we wanted it to be straight, like value driven, like straight up. So no matter how long the episode is, you know that for 20 minutes, you're going to have value the entire 20 minutes. For 40 minutes, you're going to have value the entire 40 minutes. You don't have to look at it and go, oh, this one's longer. That means there's going to be extra stuff I'm not interested in. That just means you're going to have a lot more value provided to you in that amount of time. Yeah. And then the other feedback we received is this. They, people say, we need more interviews. We've received that comment a lot. And we again, we set out knowing what we wanted. And we want to be a show that does interviews, but we don't want to be an interview show. And personally, it's because I don't, I don't particularly care for interview shows um, because either the interviewer sucks or the interviewee sucks. <laughs> and I think that's why Joe Rogan is so good is that he's a great interviewer. He brings in um, captivating people and sometimes they're great interviewees, but even if they're not, he's so good, he can bring something mm-hmm unique and interesting out of it. And, and we didn't want to be an interview show, but we do, we do want to be a show that does interviews. And so we'll talk about that in a bit here, but we're, we are going to have some more interviews and, and I think, and they're going to, and I, and we hope that they're, they're engaging and, and I hope that I'm good at it. I hope I am. And if I'm not, you guys can tell me mm-hmm. and we'll shift gears, but <laughs> we'll I do, I do want to have some interviews, but we never want to be an interview show. Right. And I think when we started to both Travis and I do not like interview podcasts. I don't know. I, I, I can't even tell you why I don't like it. I just like the I'm going to tell you I'm going to provide you some value. I don't like banter back and forth. Um, you mean like we're doing right now? Like we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> this might make a lot of people, you know, whatever. But, but people um, are going to listen and be like, you're right. You shouldn't do interviews. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was a good test. And uh, don't do that again. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, and I think especially beginning a podcast, unless you can find celebrity interviews or people who are super popular, and maybe I'm wrong, I, th- I think it's tough to grow an interview podcast, especially when you can't pull some big names and you're interviewing people you know who are awesome and are doing awesome things, but who are these people to other people? You, you know, know, you know, actually, I, I'm actually going to disagree with what you just said. Mm. I've gotten a lot of feedback from people saying that I'm hurting our growth because if we did more interviews, we, those people would share with their circles mm. and they not, might not be celebrities, but there's a lot of people that we could interview that have much bigger followings than us. We could have grown our podcast five times over and I think that's really a value proposition that, that Cole and I ha- had to work out is, is w- if we do interview people, why? Mm-hmm. And we never wanted the reason to be so that they would share and, and we would grow. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I actually think we've hurt ourselves by, by not doing interviews. That's, that's, that's a fair point. I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. But just know if we do ever have an interview, 
it's because we respect and value the person and it's going to be some crazy good value content. So hear that potential interviewees. If we ask you, it's not because we want to use you for your audience. It's because (laughs) we value you and we really want you to add value to our audience. And we're grateful for that. So be on the lookout for that next year. Um, Speaking of next year, we thought it'd be, it'd be good to talk about what's in store. We are 80 episodes in and what would that be? Nine months, nine months, 80 episodes. We're on a two a week pace. And so we're going to continue this um, two a week um, for the foreseeable future and foreseeable future means 2022. Um, and, and our, if you don't know, our rhythm is we release new episodes on Monday and Wednesdays at 6 a.m. Central Time. So we want people to be able to wake up if they want to listen on the way to work. Awesome. That's great. And so if we keep up this pace, Cole, that means we only need to do 104 more episodes next year. That's crazy to me. But we've already done 80. So it's not as crazy as it used to be. You know what's crazy is your unwillingness to go three a week, Cole. <laughs> we can, 100, 156 sounds way better than 104. Um, so we're gonna have to take that off off mic. Um, we'll have to we'll have to battle that out. Um, but um, I, I would love I would love to go to go three a week. But Cole is Cole is the practical <laughs> one here, saying Travis, we don't want to get a, get over our skis, and I'll have to take your money off the wall again because uh-huh. you're gonna let me down. So I'm like, fair enough. Thank you for watching out for us. So so they can they can hear our promise. 104 episodes, not one more. If I can, if I can twist Cole's arm, maybe, but probably not. Mm-hmm. Two a week for 2022, right? Yep. I'm excited. Um, 104 sounds like a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. 104 is a lot of content, but I have no doubt that we have enough content. I have, I have episode notes. I keep a, a running a list of, of, of content ideas in my notes app on my iPhone, and Probably once or twice a day, I'll, I'll make an entry into there. And so we have no shortage of content. Speaking of content, one of the things that we're going to do in 2022 is we're going to uh, introduce series. We're going to do a series on a particular topic or, or a collection of topics. And, and the first one we're going to do early next year is we're going to call it the What Is series, where we're going to try to understand and maybe redefine what some of these concepts are that I think our culture has twisted and messed with. And so we're going to get back to basics and talk about what is, and you're going to fill in the blank. And I don't want to spoil it yet, but we have a lot of good, uh, good topics around this series idea, and I really am excited for it, and so we're, we're planning it out right now. Um, I think that's going to be fun to be able to introduce some series as we go. Another thing that is going to be really fun in 2022. And if you listen to Spotify, and, and, and most listen to Apple, but if you listen to Spotify, you've noticed this in the last few weeks, is we've been pre-selected to test out Spotify's new video platform. So we've recorded maybe our last 30 episodes, most of our last 30 episodes, mm-hmm. in full HD in, in our new studio. And we're, we're working on, on building out the studio, so it's kind of a, a base version of it. But we have full HD uh, video. And so on Spotify now, if you listen to Spotify, you'll be able to watch the full HD video. And we're also going to start uploading onto YouTube. And it won't be every episode, uh, but it will be most probably. And we're still working through the rhythm of that. But it'll be fun to be able to produce some video for the odd reason that people might want to look at me. 
Um, there's not much to look at, mind you, um, but some people do like to watch on, on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we started, it was funny, we actually started filming so we could take clips and post them on our Instagram um, stories and reels and stuff. And so we luckily have a library of a bunch of episodes that we can throw on YouTube. Um, and then Spotify came out with this new video feature. So the past couple episodes and in the future, we'll have a video for probably 90, 95% of our videos that we'll be posting there. And yeah, if you want to watch us, you can. If you don't, you still don't have to. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, I'm excited for 2022, Cole. Me too. It's been a pleasure. Um, thank you for everybody who listens and, and shares. And it just means the world to us. And, and as always, this show is for you and about you. And so if you have content ideas for us or questions that we can answer, we want to do that. Because this isn't about me. It's not about Cole. We're here to create content that adds value to your life. And the only way we can do that is if we know what topics need to be talked about. And so welcome your feedback anytime. You can find us on Instagram and, and you can DM us or comment to any of our videos. But we're just, we're just grateful. It's been a fun year. It's been a, it's been a humbling journey, and, and I'm excited. Yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, what this has in store for the future. And, uh, yeah, just want to thank all of you for listening, and your feedback is much appreciated. Um, it helps us come up with content and talk about things that normal people don't really talk about. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. Happy New Year. We will see you in 2022. That's all we have today. If you'd like to connect with us, Outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram, Meeting Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel. And, of course, you can find Meeting Over Money, our, our course for young adults where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And as always, as our way of saying thank you for listening to the podcast, if you decide to buy a course, please don't pay full price. You can get 25% off by using the promo code PODCAST25, podcast 25. And if that's a good, good next step for you, please take advantage of that. And if not, if that's not for you, that's okay. We're just glad that you're here and we hope this continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys.